0: After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace and he said to them, you too go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. So they went off. He went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? And they answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too, go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last ones worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today I want to speak a little bit about humility and about expectations. We all have expectations. Some of you expected to get here today. The sun was shining as you were hoping, maybe expecting. Some of you expecting maybe to be bored by the homily, and you may get your wish, but we'll see how that goes. But there was a scholar, a passionate scholar named Barnabas Ahern was giving a talk to North American College in Rome when he was asked by one of the seminarians What do you think was Jesus Christ's favorite virtue? Was it faith? Hope? Was it charity or justice? And all of those are indeed very important virtues. But Father Ahern had something else in mind. He thought Christ's favorite virtue was humility. And he made a pretty persuasive argument. For again and again in the Gospels Christ chose the most humble He chose the sick over the healthy, the weak over the powerful, the poor over the rich. He didn't select those that had education, the scribes and scholars. He didn't select them for his apostles. He picked fishermen, tax collector, a doubter, and even a betrayer. He encountered a woman begging for scraps from God's table, and he performed a miracle where every crumb was collected. And saved. He drew to himself those who were the broken, those that needed healing, the blind, the crippled, and the possessed, and the spiritually lost. Jesus always seemed to surround himself with people no one would have expected, and he was often found more among those kind of people who in the eyes of the world seemed to be so much less. Today the world from our prophet Isaiah should ring in our ears. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. I think we all need to remember that passage, for so often we think that we know what to expect, that we've got our life all lined out our plans are made. A few of us may be so bold to think we've even got this whole God thing figured out. You know in the Bible just before the Gospel passage we heard today there was the story of the young rich man who thought he knew what to expect. He had kept all the commandments and by all accounts was a good and moral person, but when he asked Jesus what must I do to gain eternal life, he never expected the answer he received. If you recall, he was told to go, sell what you have, give it to the poor, you will have treasure in heaven, and then follow me. And the young man, you may recall, turned from Jesus and went away sad. His expectations were shattered, and he could not humble himself enough to let go of the things he possessed. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my way, your ways my ways, says the Lord. Like the young man, your ideas and thoughts may be mostly correct, but God is different. God is even greater than any of us can imagine. And imagination is needed to break away from our earthly expectations. Our gospel parable today is one that most all of us struggle with. We feel it wasn't right that the workers had toiled all day in the heat and worked the long hours got the same pay as those who may have worked only an hour or less. For most of us, our first thought is that's just not fair, it's not right. Our gospel reminds us again that our human expectations of what is fair is very different from God's thoughts and God's ways. Brothers and sisters, simply put, we need to get over ourselves. Whether you work long hours or have earthly riches, Are you poor, struggling, and unemployed? The heavenly rewards promised by Christ are available to all of us. The founder of the Peace Corps, Sergeant Shriver, was once invited to address the students at Yale University. His advice to the students was very simple and and very powerful. He summed it up in three words. Break your mirrors, shatter your glass. He said that in our society, which is so self-absorbed, begin to look less at yourself and more and more at each other. Learn more about the face of your neighbor and less about your own. And then he concluded, you'll get more from being a peacemaker than a warrior. And I've been both, so I speak from experience. My brothers and sisters, break the mirrors. And I think in some ways that's what Jesus is trying to tell us today in our readings, to get over ourselves, to humble ourselves, to let go of our expectations, reach down and reach out to all, whether rich or poor, treat everyone the same. God wants to call everyone to work for his kingdom and he wants to give everyone the same reward. And that reward, of course, is salvation and eternal life. And if you think maybe you've been so good that there's a crown waiting for you, well, guess what? There's also a cross. And the key to being able to accept both is humility. And we, when we are truly humble, we don't have expectations. We accept with thanks whatever God gives us, whatever he sends our way. And the kind of humility that loves what is small, the kind that allows us to be all we were created to be, humility that allows us to really fall on our knees and pray without expectations. The vulnerable Fulton Sheed once said that only the humble can truly pray for prayer presumes we need someone and something. And I think in our world today, we can easily forget that God himself practiced the greatest form of humility when he became one of us, walked among us, suffered the same pains, the same struggles of an earthly resist, existence. And he continues to show us boundless humility right here at every Mass when he becomes, comes to us in the Most Holy Eucharist. The creator of all offers himself to us in something so small that we can hold it right in the palm of our hand. He loves us that much. And as we receive him again this day, let us all pray to love what is small, what is simple, what is so often overlooked. Pray to love those who Christ loves. For he told us, In loving them, you love me and the one who sent me. And know that because of God's grace mercy, that it's never too late to humble yourself. Forget your your expectations. Fall to your knees. Place yourself in the hands of Christ. For remember, the very first saint was that repentant thief who hung right next to Christ on the cross.